Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky here. And, Buck, man, we've got a jam-packed show. We're going to get to just a second here. We'll get to telling you what we're going to get accomplished today. But for those that are checking us out for the first time, tell them where they can find uh, Move the Sticks during the week. Oh, you can find us three times a week, Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, right here at NFL.com, also on iTunes, also on YouTube. We got it all. And we're everywhere. Find us. We're everywhere. All right, let's uh, let's jump into what we have going on today. A little sneak peek here, Buck. Uh, tell the good folks what's coming their way. Here we go. Week 11 game previews and players to watch. We also will break down the most explosive receivers in the league and the most explosive offenses, and also a who's better, Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell. Who's better? That's a Bucky Brooks that's creation. That's, that's your jam that's right there. Who's better? Uh, we also are going to get to a better pro. Speaking of who's better, Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, they're going to square off this week in the Coliseum, USC and UCLA. We'll break down those two quarterbacks as well as our Week 12 college picks. But let's, uh, as we do always, get with some breaking news or semi-breaking news. There's a new quarterback in Buffalo, Buck. Yeah, Nathan Peterman. It's the Nathan Peterman show up in Buffalo. They decided to go with their quarterback two, fifth-round pick. Good news. Is this a good decision or a bad decision, though? I mean, I don't think it's a great decision. I don't think it's a great decision because I don't know if a rookie can exceed what a veteran has been able to do in the league, particularly with your team in a playoff race. But I do understand the reasons behind why they wanted to do it. Let's be honest. Tyrod Taylor was never a good fit for the new regime in Buffalo. Uh, Rick Dennison, the offensive coordinator, wants a guy that's more of a pocket passer, a guy that can kind of throw from the grassy knoll in the back end, and they can execute all those plays that they want to run and so we'll get a chance to see Nathan Peterman have his opportunity he is a guy in the preseason completed 54 percent of his passes had a pace passer rating of 75.6 but when he got in and mop up duty against the New Orleans Saints he looked terrific when they were down 47 to 3 and so <laughs> that gave them an opportunity it's a hint of sarcasm no no it gave them an opportunity to get that look some momentum so they feel like that offense will have some momentum going forward I can't wait to see what he has a chance to do against the Chargers 
Yeah, look, there's a couple different layers here. First of all, we're talking about Nathan Peterman. Watching him at Pitt, the comparison was made by a bunch of us. Talk about kind of a similar player to Kirk Cousins, and that's what you're hoping you're going to get if you're the Bills. Mid-round pick end up being a long-term starter for you. He's quick. He's got quick feet. He's got a nice quick stroke. I don't think he has a huge arm, but he's got enough. Um, he can move around you know, a little bit. He's, he's a decent athlete. They ran the ball with him a little bit at Pitt. He's not Tyrod Taylor when it comes to that. But I think he's got a chance to be a serviceable starter. So that's the Peterman side of it. To me, though, if you're looking for the reason why they made this change, I think it's quite simple because when you study Tyrod Taylor, Buck, he was not fitting up in the hole well. He was not, ta- <laughs> he was not tackling well. And really, all these defensive struggles can be blamed on Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I don't know if he's an assignment bus, he's not fitting the right gap or what have you, but Tyrod Taylor's got to make more tackles. <laughs> no, I think I, think, I think I don't want to hear back from Bill's Mafia saying I'm being hard on him. But here's what we'll say about Peterman. He's efficient. He's a connected dot passer. He is a quick rhythm thrower. He can make some plays. The ball does come out fast. The issue that may occur – What about this defense? I mean, the defense is what it is. They've given up almost 500 yards rushing the last two weeks. 14 rushing touchdowns allowed. Almost over 40 points per game. But here's the thing about Peterman, what I worry about. Shady McCoy is the one that would be impacted the most by Peterman taking over at quarterback. Without the threat of a running quarterback in Tyrod Taylor, you get more eight-man boxes. And because the wide receivers on the outside, Jordan Matthews and Kevin Benjamin – aren't necessarily speed guys, it's going to be more challenging for this run game to get on track. Now, I know they want to throw the ball more, but the challenge now goes to number 13 and number 87, Jordan Matthews and Kelvin Benjamin. Can they separate and get open? Will they be able to separate? Because if they're able to separate, then the passing game will flourish. If they can't, then really they're going to be bogged down and have a tough time moving the ball consistently. Hopefully Peterman can fire up that defense and, and, uh, <laughs> and get him going. Maybe that's what, how this thing works here. How about the Pro Bowl, Buck? The 2018 Pro Bowl vote is here. It's time to vote for your favorite players for the Pro Bowl. This year, it's, by the way, it's in Orlando. So let us know who you want to see. Get online. You can take care of it. Help your favorite players earn a coveted spot on a Pro Bowl roster. Who will you pick? Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. All right, I love talking about explosive players. Explosive is a big scouting word. You hear it a lot. You use it a lot when you're writing reports. We discuss players, and that word comes out a lot. But there's ways you can quantify it. You can look at some statistics, and you can find out who's getting it done. And from a pass catcher standpoint, when you look at this list right now, explosive plays 20-plus yards are what we're talking about here. There's some names on here we recognize and we could have anticipated, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. But how about the other two names on this board so far? Adam Thielen and Robbie Anderson. And Adam Thielen is a guy that I want to focus on because when I look at the Minnesota Vikings, I think they have two terrific wide receivers in Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. We always talk about Diggs, but we rarely talk about Thielen. Thielen is one of the best route runners that you're going to see. He's crafty, but I think the thing that is underrated his speed and athleticism coming out of Minnesota State in 2013, ran a 4.49, had a 36-inch vertical and a 10-foot broad jump. That speaks to the explosiveness. When you look at him, the last two years, last year he had 16 receptions at 20 yards or more. This year he already has 14. You're talking about a guy that is beginning to get a reputation as a big play receiver. We're seeing the connection that he's had with Case Keenum. One of the reasons the Viking offense has been able to kind of emerge this season Adam Thielen is making big plays over the top of the defense. No question. And some underrated celebrations as well. Uh, Robbie Anderson is a guy I remember talking about during his first preseason, coming out of Temple, undrafted free agent, and he's he's lanky. He reminds me, and again, you throw out these names and people think you're crazy, but just watching the way he kind of glides and the way he gets on top of coverage in that slender frame, 
Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, whatever he goes by Ooh, now, is lofty. Days. But that's who he moves like, you know. And now you're seeing, look, he's already got 12 catches, over 20 yards. He's provided an explosive element to this offense, led by Josh McCown, and made the Jets a much more competitive team, I think, than any of us would have anticipated. But he is he is really doing a nice job. He was given an opportunity when they decided to move on from all those veteran wide receivers, and he stepped up, and he's uh, he's definitely played well. He's definitely played well. And look, you think this was the laughing stock of the league heading into the season. We didn't think they would be able to score any points on offense. Didn't have any notable wide receivers, but Anderson has been a nice find for them at wide receiver. He was a guy that used to light up the preseason every year. We're now beginning to see that production carry over into performance in the regular season. All right, let's let's broaden it out a little bit here. We talked about those specific receivers. Let's look at these passing offenses right now. The most twenty uh, plays of 20-plus yards. You see the list here, Patriots and Saints tied at the very top. Then the Rams, Redskins, and Seahawks on the list there. But I want to focus on those top three teams, the Patriots, the Saints, and the Rams. And, Buck, when you look at that list of teams, they've each made an addition in the offseason. Might help these numbers a little bit. Yeah, the New England Patriots, they brought over Brandon Cooks, and I thought it was going to be an outstanding move. They needed someone the last couple years that could take the top off the defense. Brandon Cooks is a vertical playmaker with outstanding route-running ability. His ability to go from 0 to 60 in a hurry puts immediate pressure on the defensive back, and we have seen Tom Brady really air it out to him. If you notice when you look at the clips, he is getting his big plays whenever he lines up on the left side of the field. They have found that little nugget. It's a nice caveat. That is what the Patriots are doing. Brandon Cooks on the left equals big plays and home runs. Well, Brandon Cooks came from the Saints. They had to replace him, and they did a nice job. They went out and got Ted Ginn Jr. and plugged him into this system. We saw that leaderboard just a second ago for the individuals, and Michael Thomas was up there. But I think you have a guy like Ted Ginn. Not only has he generated some big plays down the field, just that speed is opening things up for everybody else, even as much as you can get a check down to a back like Kamara and you can watch him go and make things happen. He stretches the field. This was a beautiful scheme fit to go out and get Ted Ginn Jr. Beautiful scheme fit. I think people forget he was, what, the ninth pick in the draft when he came out. He was a top pick. A lot of people laughed and scoffed at the notion. But you're looking for speed, explosiveness. This is a guy that when he was in high school, he was a junior Olympic high hurdle champion. He has big-time speed, still can take the top off the defense. They are putting him in his comfort zone, vertical routes and horizontal things to take advantage of his speed. And the Rams were number three on this list. And we actually had two big-time upgrades. We're not, you can count three if you counted Cooper Cup in there. But how about the two that came over from the Buffalo Bills? One I mean, how about that? The, Bu- the Buffalo Bills have made the Rams explosive. They're, they're, they're staffing the Rams. I mean, they're really right helped now. Jerry Goff go to another level. It'd probably be nice if you're Tyrod Taylor and you had one of those weapons. But that's neither here nor there. With the Rams, these two guys have been outstanding playmakers. Robert Woods going over the top of the defense, outstanding route runner. We have seen him consistently find a way to get past defenses. And Sammy Watkins is just a playmaker, whether it's the short game or the vertical game he can get open even though his production probably hasn't been what he anticipated he has been part of a well or machine the greatest show on surf has really emerged i love greatest show on on surf again i i I, silver i guess is the one that came michael silver nicely done silver one other nugget here on the rams while we're talking about them you look at all these deep shots they're taking all these explosive plays the addition of, of Whitworth has been mentioned a bunch oh, for man. this football team. How about this little nugget? Last year, 49 sacks. I think it was second worst in the league. This year, they've only given up 13. So they're pushing the ball vertically down the field, and they're not taking negative. Points. And I think that's the surprising thing. Early in the year, it was kind of coming out fast, dinking up. But when you look at them now, more play-action passes. I think Jerry Goff has taken maybe 2.92 from snap to throw, fifth longest in the league. But it says that they are max protecting and really pushing it down the field, all play-action.
All right, let's jump into some of these games here. We've got the uh, some, some interesting slate interesting slate here, week 11. Let's start off uh, Redskins and Saints and uh, player to watch in this one, Buck. For me, it's Mark Ingram. I know right now Kamara has gotten a lot of the attention, and he deservedly so. But I think this is a one-two combination that gives people problems. We're seeing the New Orleans Saints really lean on this tandem in the backfield. Mark Ingram kind of leading the way as the feature back. Six in rushing yards, uh, seven rushing touchdowns. Is doing a great job again to the second level and punishing defenders on his way to the goal line. I like what the Saints are doing because they can really ram it down your throat and they set up opportunities for Drew Brees to throw it off play action. He's been great. This run game has been a revelation here for Sean Payton. I'm going to stay at the running back position. I'm going to go to the Redskins, and I think the guy that you're starting to see him get some love here in Chris Thompson. He's one of the best backs out of the backfield we have in the NFL right now. He's elusive as a route runner, and then after the catch, you see it here, just the toughness and the competitiveness, the feistiness that he brings. I love his game, and Kirk Cousins, on the outside, they're still developing and a little inconsistent at the wide receiver position after some changes in the offseason. This has been Mr. Reliable here in Chris Thompson. Oh, he absolutely has been Mr. Reliable. His ability to make plays out the backfield has really helped Kirk Cousins change his game. Last year, he was a guy that threw the ball outside to the wide receivers. He has now found a matchup weapon in the back. Chris Thompson leads all running backs in terms of receiving yards out of the backfield. Terrific playmaker, someone that I love seeing them isolate and create havoc with him in the game. Love those little angle routes. He is tough to handle there. All right, let's pick a winner in this one. Who do you like? I'm going with the Saints. I'm all in on the Saints. I believe the Saints are legit. I believe the way they play is really conducive to them having a long postseason run. That running game, that defense, and Drew Brees always in the bullpen able to bail them out of bad situations. I like what the Saints are doing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Saints win this ball game. But one thing about the Washington Redskins, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be in every game. They Absolutely. are. They play tough, and they're playing above their talent level, in my opinion. But I like the Saints here. Maybe the best game of the week, Rams-Vikings. This is uh, this is going to be a fun one. Who's the player to watch? Sammy Watkins is a big player to watch in this game. Anytime you have a big performance the week before, teams are going to take you out of the mix. So that means that I wouldn't expect a lot from Robert Woods. I don't know if he'll draw the Xavier Rose assignment, but – Whoever is opposite of Xavier Rose, that's the guy who has to win against Trey Waynes. I think it could be Sammy Watkins. Big-time playmaker. I got us averaging 17.7 yards per catch. He has four touchdowns. He done it. He has done it in a variety of ways. Look for the Rams to make sure that Sammy Watkins gets plenty of touches, especially as the Vikings begin to focus on slowing down Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and some of those other weapons. I think we're on the same page here because my player to watch is going to go to the secondary, and it's going to be the safety position of Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties in the NFL has been for quite some time. And with this Rams offense relying on those explosive plays, it's on the safety. Not only range over and get some hands on some footballs, but his ability to physically dislodge the ball on contact. He is a big hitter. Make them think twice about coming over the middle and taking those shots. They can get the ball to their tight ends with the Rams. They can get it vertical. He's got to cover a lot of ground. And, oh, by the way, he's got to be a force player against Todd Gurley in the run game. So I think he is a key in this ballgame. Yeah, he's a big key in this ballgame. You talk about the most explosive offense in the National Football League right now being the Rams. This defense is probably one of the best defenses that we're going to find. We will see very, very early and very quickly – if the Rams are up to the physical test that the Vikings are going to bring, Harrison Smith is one of the guys that is kind of the leader of that group. Pick it. Who you got? I'm going to go to Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go to the Vikings because they're at home and because Case Keenum is playing well on offense. I think he continues to keep it on. He knows that Teddy Bridgewater is getting bigger in the rearview mirror. 
he needs to make sure that he stays ahead of the curve. I know Keenum had a big game last week with four touchdowns, right? Yeah, two picks. Had two picks. It could have had a couple more, Buck. I yeah. think this this Rams defense generates some turnovers, and they shock some folks, get a big win on the road here Ooh. over the Minnesota Vikings. Sticking with the Rams here. All right, let's go to Mexico City. Patriots, Raiders, this one, uh, man, it's got, I don't want to say must win for the Raiders, but it's a must win for the Raiders. Oh, it's a must win for the Raiders. They got to make sure they stay on track. They lost a couple games early in the year where they lost where they lost ground on the competition. They got to make sure they stay with it. But I'm gonna say in this game for me, my eyes are on Deion Lewis for the New England Patriots. And I know it's hard to predict who they're going to use as their designated matchup player. But coming off that game against the Broncos, where he had a touchdown on the kickoff return, 103 yards, he's averaging 30 yards a kick return you talk about being able to flip the field he can do that and when they do decide to run him he has been fairly effective he has 326 rush yards even though he only has 58 receiving yards look for him to step outside of his comfort zone maybe he lines up on the outside of some of their empty formations catches the ball and begins to give them another dimension uh, on an offense that is already loaded with playmakers. Yeah, Tom Brady loves those backs and tight ends and I think you see him attack that area in this game as well especially those linebackers for the Raiders that can be a, a big concern. I'm going to go player to watch though, Khalil Mack. If they're going to win this ball game, he's got to have a big game. He's got to harass Tom Brady. He's capable of taking over a ball game. Rare to say that about one defensive lineman, but he can. He's that good. He's that talented. And I think he's due for a big stage, big moment game, and this is this is exactly what he's going to get here. If the Raiders have any shot, I'm going to say it right now, Khalil Mack's got to have two sacks. I think he's got to have two sacks and a whole lot of pressure in order for them to get this one done. He has to make his presence felt. He has to be able to change the rhythm and the timing of the passing game. He has to make Tom Brady very, very aware of his whereabouts. And if he's able to do that, then that will bail him out. The issue that I have is no matter how good Khalil Mack plays, I don't know if they can cover those guys down the field. And because of that, I'm going with the Patriots. I think the Patriots get this one done down in Mexico. Oh, you like the Patriots here. By the way, did you see the video, the uh, – the Mexican wrestling video with Danny Amendola and you Julian Edelman. It was obviously it filmed a while back. If you haven't seen this, trust me, you need to go check this you out. Check it, out. It's phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots as well in this game, Buck. I just think too much balance overall. They're a better football team than the Raiders. Wow, this is, uh, this is an intriguing one. Let's go NFC East and let's go Eagles and Cowboys as the Eagles – Try and I don't know if you could say that they uh, they can't clinch it obviously, but they can kind of oh, they can put a nail in the coffin. They can put the final nail in I think if they win this one against the Cowboys. And look, this game comes on the eve of some news: Ezekiel Elliott dropping his appeal. He is going to just take the suspension, so he'll be out for this one. So now, the pressure goes to Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris steps into the RB one role, and we need to see him play well. When you look at the numbers, he's actually played pretty well for the Cowboys. He's averaging almost seven yards per carry. He's a guy that is physical. He's rugged. He can do a great job of running those inside runs behind that talented offensive line. The issue is he's not Ezekiel Elliott, so you're not going to get some of the pop in the big plays, but you certainly can get that grinded-out mentality, and they can do that workmanlike approach with Alfred Morris kind of leading the way. You better be balanced against this group because the Eagles can flat out rush the passer. They've been really good against the run as well. But Brandon Graham, to me, is the player to watch. You saw last week what happened in that game against the Falcons. Claiborne's a nice player. Adrian Claiborne, hats off, six sacks, that's great. He's Brandon Graham player. is a much better football player. And Brandon Graham has got a much better group around him when you start talking about Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan and bringing in Derek Barnett and having Chris Long come as well and Vinny Curry. I mean, they just come in waves. But I think the ringleader of the whole bunch is Brandon Graham. Keep an eye on him in this one. 
Dallas is going to have to keep a tight end in. They might have to keep a back end as well if they're going to block this bunch. Yeah, regardless of who they keep in, they have to have a better performance up front than they had a week ago. I look for them to have a more balanced approach. I look for them to try and get the running carries, the rushing game up to about 30-plus carries. I think that's the formula for them to win. I just don't think they're going to win. I think Philadelphia's a better team, and I think they flex their muscles on Sunday night. Say it with me, Buck. E A. Oh, I can't say that. I I can't say that. S. Eagles. I can't. Yeah, I think the Eagles win this one on the road, and I think it is kind of that final nail in the coffin there in the NFC East. Falcons, Seahawks, Monday night player to watch. Julio Jones. Julio Jones is probably the player to watch because the LOB is without their leader in Richard Sherman. That means that someone has to match it with Julio Jones, who's incapable of slowing him down. Shaq Griffin. This is a great opportunity for Steve Sarkeesian to get back on track. Because when I looked at the numbers today, he's only averaging 79.4 receiving yards per game. DJ, in each of the past four seasons, he has been over 100 receiving yards. Mm. It is time to stuff the stats. Julio Jones, look for him to go big against the LOB. So is he the pig? Oh, yeah, he's the pig. We're feeding him. You'll feed him a lot. All kind of corn kernels available. They're going to have it all over the little field. All of he's just going to eat away. Eat away. Growing up in North Carolina, you didn't have a pig or anything, did you? Oh, come on, man. I'm not country like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. A lot of people you got <laughs> Pigs in the backyard. Yeah, I thought that's where you got your speed from. If pig. I had one, I would name him Julio. Yeah, you would. There you Julio. go. Julio. Julio the pig. If you have a pig named Julio, <laughs> let us know on, uh, on Twitter. I'm going to go player to watch. It's actually cheating because I'm going to group. This offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks just mentioned when we were talking a little bit earlier about the offensive line issues the Cowboys had against this Falcons front. This Falcons front got the engine revved up a little bit, and I think there's a little blood in the water when they watch the Seattle Seahawks offensive line. So the Seahawks are going to have to play well up front, slow down that rush that got heated up last week. They're going to have to play well. And here's the thing, man. I just made that big old case about Julio. We're going to feed the pig and their corn kernels all over the field. But yet I look Who are you going to pick? I'm picking the Seahawks. Yeah, well, you can't love him that much. I'm picking the Seahawks. I'm picking the Seahawks. So maybe they have pork rinds after the game. Maybe they slaughter the pig and they have pork rinds and we get it all done. Bacon. <laughs> Bacon in the Pacific Northwest. I like the Seahawks as well. That, you just did a total U-turn on that one. That was phenomenal. All right, uh, Buck, where can these folks check out? If they want to see who's going to pick all these games, NFL Pick'em is a way to go. Where, where can they find that? Hey, for more picks from the whole podcast group, check out NFL Pick'em. Man, I was about to mess this promo up. I, and, you know, I can keep it real because I was about to say full screen. <laughs> watch <laughs> watch Saturdays at 8 a.m., 3 p.m., and 11 p.m., and Sundays at 6 a.m. All times are east. I'm Ron <laughs> Straight ahead down to the goal line. Touchdown by Le'Veon Bell. He sprints in. Touchdown, Todd Gurley. Touchdown, L.A. He's through the line of scrimmage. Up the sideline, 25. Inside a man at the 35. Todd Gurley going for the pylon. And he slips in. Bell, right side. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Way beyond Bell. Caps a great afternoon. 15-10. Goes over the top. Todd Gurley reaching in. Touchdown. This is the Todd Gurley we've been waiting to see. What has come to play today? Man, that was an, uh, that was an aggressive uh, music montage. Very, very, there. very aggressive. This is uh, one of your babies here. We, we like talking about who's better and comparing players. We have a little friendly debate here. We're talking about two of the best running backs in the league, Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley right now, Buck. And when you look at what they've done so far this year, you look at the stats, what jumps out at you? I mean, you talk about two players that are terrific at what they do, versatile players who not only can do it as runners but can do it as receivers. 
And when we make this debate, I just want you to keep in mind, it's not a lifetime achievement award. It's right now. It's today. If we were picking up the ball and going to play today, which one would you want, who you got, I think I got the right guy. All right, you think you've got the right guy. Why don't sure you tell us who the right guy is and make your case. Who Come you got? on, man. We talk about the greatest show on surf. I'm all over the L.A. Rams, and Ty Gurley is the guy. Ty Gurley, to me, is the MVP of the league. Do you have any video clutch. evidence? He, oh, all kinds of video evidence. When you talk about the running back position, you have to be a hybrid in today's game, not only as a runner but as a receiver. This is a play called Rainbow. Woo! Nice, simple play. Fake the jet sweep action. Ty Gurley running down the boundary. Ooh, teardrop. Make somebody miss. Getting to the paint. Got a nice block down the field because everyone blocks for one another. Ty Gurley That's pretty has good, been Buck. terrific That's pretty good. Anything else? as a pass catcher. But it's his running ability. We saw this at the University of Georgia. Look, simple outside zone play. And sometimes it's not always blocked perfectly. There are a lot of defenders there. We got hats on hats, but it's not a clear lane. A little patience is exhibited by Ty Gurley. He gets out of there, and this is what I like. I don't know if you play PlayStation, but sometimes you got to hit that button or to get him going guy, down the thing. Takes it down the boundary. Todd Gurley's ability to really impact the game in a variety of ways is why he's up there. He is a VDE player. Woo! Versatile, dynamic, and explosive. That's why he's the guy. I thought that was a disease. <laughs> Uh, look, I love Todd Gurley. I'm not going to argue about Todd Gurley being a great player. I'm just going to make the argument that he's not the best in this discussion. You know, I know it's not a lifetime achievement. I don't need a lifetime achievement. I, I go off what Le'Veon Bell has showed this year. You're talking about a bell cow runner, somebody that can run with more power than Todd Gurley, someone that's equally as impressive in the pass game, blocking and receiving out of the backfield. And I'll give you some video evidence as well of, uh, of Lev Bell. We can uh, show you what I'm talking about here. When you study him on tape this year, this is not going back in, in, in history, Buck. How about vision? We'll talk about the vision between these two guys. I will give the nod to Lev Bell every time. Quick little bounce cut here. Sets up his blocks, and then once he gets his foot in the ground, you said upfield burst. And then this is what I love about him. Again, which I, a reason I would take him over Gurley. The finishing. A little stiff arm there. Get you an extra five yards. Now we want to go to the passing game. You can see a little bit of everything here. Going to get him one-on-one. -on -one. This is not him running naked through a zone like the play you just showed of Gurley. <laughs> this is one-on-one -on -one coverage against a linebacker. Vincent Ray, whoop, put, it, put, him in the, uh, put him in the blender. He has no shot. Then one stiff arm. Then a nasty stiff arm. That was nasty. And then you see him just gobble up some more yards. That's 40-plus yards there that on the reception. So I have seen him do it for a long time, but I'm not going to make the case as a lifetime achievement award. I'll just go with the guy that's leading the NFL in rushing right now, and he, he wears number 26 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I game. think he also probably leads the league in carries because he's only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. He's My a bell cow. 4.4. My guy's also delivering big plays in the passing game. Seven receptions over 23, over 40. He's getting it done, and he's fresh. I look for him to carry it on as he's – Who has more power, Buck? Oh, Le Bell has more power. All right. Who's got better vision? Mm, he has nice vision. Yeah. Who's got Who's got more patience? I mean, patience isn't always a virtue. Uh, it is for the leading rusher in the NFL. I mean, he's a nice rusher, but we're talking about everything. It's complete back, scrimmage yard. Here's the deal. We're here's here's where I'll agree with you. Here's where I'll, I'll – a peace offering here. If if you tell me I get Todd Gurley and Sean McVay, then maybe we have a discussion. But if we're just talking running back versus running back, it's Lev Bell. Oh, come on. Sean McVay always comes included. It's almost Christmas time. Black Friday is coming up next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, a get, deal. you get that. That's a you deal. You get your Ty Gurley doll with a free Sean McVay thing right in the back of the pack. There you go. Who's better, Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley slash McVay? That, that's what we've got here? That's yeah, got. that's where it goes. That's cheating. Come on. That's Christmas. cheating. Let us know in the comments who you think uh, really won this battle. <laughs> All right, Buck, it's uh, time now for Push Past the Expected, presented by Visa. 
Let's talk about some guys who need to step up in week 11. Uh, give me a name here. I'm going to go to Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going with Terrence Williams being a guy that needs to step up. And the reason it must step up, we know that Jim Swartz does a great job on defense for the Eagles. He's going to take away your top weapons. Those top weapons are obviously Dez Bryant, Jason Witten, and maybe even Cole Beasley. That means that Terrence Williams needs to win his one-on-one matchup on the outside. Without Ezekiel Elliott, there may be more passes thrown to the outside. Look for Terrence Williams to step up. He's going to get more than his fair share of opportunities to make big plays happen. Oh, that's a good one. Let's uh, let's go south of the border, though. Let's go to Mexico, and let's go to the quarterback of the Oakland, almost uh, Las Vegas Raiders. By the way, cool-looking stadium. Derek Carr, yeah. to me, somebody needs to step up here. You're going against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Big stage, Mexico City. Got to make it happen. You got to get Amari Cooper involved early in this game. Get him interested and find a way to outscore the New England Patriots. Derek Carr, you got to step your game up. Yes, to step his game up. Bill Belichick's going to make it tough for him because he's really going to crowd those guys on the outside. Derek Carr is going to have to find other guys to make plays for the Oakland Raiders. Who you got? I'm going to go to Kansas City. I'm going to go to Kareem Hunt. Man, it was only a month ago. Kareem Hunt was the guy we were touting as an MVP candidate, rookie of the year. He has slowed down considerably since then. Last four games, he hasn't topped the 100-yard mark as a rusher. We need to see him get back. The Kansas City Chiefs offense has fallen a little bit. All the creative stuff that I was falling in love with, I need to see them get need back to more back. Of that. Kareem Hunt has to be the guy that kind of gets it going. When that run game is on track, that's when you begin to see Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey kill it. Doing the fun stuff, it starts with Kareem Hunt. He has to get it going. All right, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go back to the quarterback position and go Brett Hundley here with the Green Bay Packers, who got a big win last week. Let's see if they can keep it rolling this week. He needs to have an efficient day. When you get opportunities down the field, make the throws. You saw some of the big throws he made against the Bears last week. Let's keep it rolling. Keep kind of establishing yourself. Keep this Green Bay Packers team in the playoff hunt until the big dog comes back. I think Hundley's capable of getting that done. He is capable of getting it done. The thing that showed up in that Bears game, they started to play with more pace and more tempo. He played better. He played like that at UCLA. Look for them to go more up-tempo, more spread formation, see if they can push the pace and allow him to get comfortable. All right, that was push past the expected presented by Visa. All right, let's jump into some college games here, Buck. And before we get into the specifics of who's going to win this USC-UCLA game, I want to talk about a topic that's been pretty relevant in college football all year long and for those looking forward to the NFL draft is who's the better prospect between Josh Rosen of UCLA and Sam Darnold of USC. I know you wrote a little bit about about both these quarterbacks earlier this week, and I also had a chance to write about it and asked five executives who they would take, who they think is going to be the better pro. And it was unanimous for Sam Darnold in the response that I got, but I want to throw up a, a couple things that were said here because there's a theme. I think you'll you'll see it here. This is uh, from the second executive here. Darnold, he's stronger. He's a better athlete, better mobility, better playmaker with his arm and legs. He has more it factor. Okay, let's go to the next one here. Again, I'll take Darnold. Rosen's likely a better natural talent, but Sam just has that it factor. Once again, that can be so hard to find and quantify. And lastly, this is a third example of what was said about these guys. They're both going to be good. Rosen is more polished and a finished product now, but I'm a Darnold guy. He has it. So before we get to breaking these guys down, Buck, I know some people think, oh, that's just kind of a, that's a cheese ball, scouts term. You can't define it. What does that even mean? The it factor. What is it and do you buy it? Oh, I do buy into it. I'm a big believer in the it factor. I think the it factor can be boiled down to, let's talk about playing pickup basketball. 
the guy that is always somehow on the court, no matter who the four guys that you're surrounded by, he finds a way to get his team to the winner's circle. When you think about the it factor, the it factor is understanding how to get your team to win, regardless of circumstance, situation. They just find a way to get it done. I think that is what people talk about when they talk about Sam Darnold. Yeah, no question. All right, let's uh, let's pose the question to you here. Better pro, Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold? I know you dug into the tape on these guys this week. What do you think? I like both of these guys, and I think Sam Darnold is an outstanding player, and he has terrific potential, and he's a gunslinger. He has the it factor. But I will say, in the right system, I believe that Josh Rosen will be a better pro. And the reason why I believe he'll be a better pro he is the best pure passer that I've seen in the draft in some time in terms of his ability to just drop back in the pocket, let the ball go with timing, touch, and anticipation. I kind of liken him to an MLB pitcher who has four pitches in the repertoire. He can change speeds. He can change trajectories. He can change the way he delivers the ball in the strike zone. All of those things are necessary to be a successful pro. I also believe he's tough. He has a high football IQ. And at the end of the day, he's an underrated athlete. This is a guy that was a top 10 ranked junior tennis player. I know people talk about him as if he's a stiff in the pocket. But the other guy in the pros who had a tennis background, Drew Brees, I'm beginning to buy into his in-pocket mobility being something that's going to separate him from others in this draft class. No, I think Rosen is a superior passer. When you just look at motion, velocity, uh, touch, his footwork, everything. He is smooth. It is is beautiful to watch. As good a passer as we've seen in quite some time in that regard. I think Sam Darnold, though, has some magic to him. I think you make every single throw, throws with anticipation, throws with a little more timing, I think, than Josh Rosen, can throw on the move and make things happen better, can create and buy time when you have some leaks up front, which you're going to have at the next level. He can do it. I think he's just – everything happens quicker with Sam Darnold. I know the release is long, but I think it's explosive. I think he's got some real torque and twitch in both his, his legs and in his hips as a thrower. I, you know, it's it's tough. I think, again, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think both these kids are going to be really, really good at the next level. I just think Darnold, that whole – come back to that it factor. When it's crunch time, you need to have a play made – Throughout his career, more times than not, number 14 has found a way to make that play. Uh, I mean, I can't disagree or dispute that because I think one of the things that draws you to a Sam Darnold is his ability to perform in, in pressure environments under the clutch. We've seen him. Rose Bowl a couple times this year. We saw him in Texas. We saw him bring his team back in Utah over and over again. We have seen him do those things. I will say this to Josh Rosen's credit. I don't think he's playing with anybody at UCLA <laughs> that is a pro on the outside. I think he has a bad offensive line. He doesn't have necessarily established playmakers, but yet he is hung in. I think if anything that I've learned about him this year, he's a tough son of a gun. He's a guy that, look, he could have cast it in. He could have kind of folded the cards and, and left the field. He continues to come back and fight. This is a guy that in high school won a ton of games. So that it factor may not have shown up in college, but it's certainly there. He's a guy that can win. And I think in the right system with the right coordinator, we could talk about him being a star at the next level. Reminds me a little bit of Reggie Bush and Maurice Jones-Drew at the same time. We had that Ooh, debate, and very UCLA similar. ended up being the winner, there, even though we went later in the draft. All right, let's pick the game here. USC, UCLA, who do you like? Uh, USC. I, I don't think UCLA um, has enough to deal with this. And also, USC is beginning to find their rhythm on offense. These young playmakers, Tyler Vaughn, Ooh, Michael, Pittman. Michael Pittman, those guys are beginning to get more opportunities. And Sam Darnold's beginning to play better because he has better guys on the outside. And there might be a Trojan at the Heisman Trophy, and it, it might not be Sam Darnold. It might be Ronald Jones, the Ooh, way he's been running. Rojo. 
I like USC and so does Kent here. Let's go to the two-point game of the week, Michigan number 24 at Wisconsin. Man, this is uh, this was the one I struggled to pick here. I kind of went back and forth on this. What would you end up settling on? I'm going with Michigan. I'm saying that Jim Harbaugh finds a way to kind of make amends for some of the bad games they've had early in the year. And I know they have questions at quarterback. They don't really have a dude there. But the physicality and toughness, I know this is a matchup that kind of plays in their favor. That guy right there could be a big-time player at the point of attack, Rashawn Gary. They need to be able to run the football and kind of keep this game slow. Wisconsin isn't going to run away from them. They're not a high-powered offense. I think because of that, it bodes well for Michigan to win. Let's go, Michigan. All right, I'm going to scare everybody behind the glass right now because I have picked Wisconsin. Here we go. Change them up. But not anymore. Audible. But you just convinced me with your Michigan argument, and then I know Kent picked Wisconsin, and I am chasing Kent down. I'm trying to close the gap. I've had a couple good weeks in a row. I can't be – I got to – if he's going to zig, I got to zag, Buck. I got to go in the other direction. He's going Wisconsin. I'm changing my pick. Kent's going to be the lone wolf because I'm with you. I'm going to switch it to Michigan. You want those two points. Those two points are big This is you. bad news for us, but I had to, I had to take a shot here. Matter. I'm waiting for bowl season. It's a two-pointer. I could gain two points on Kent. This, this is, is like March Madness to me. It doesn't matter. All we're trying to do is qualify to get into the tournament. I got an automatic bid to get into the bowl, the bowl season. Oh, I got That's Gonzaga. when I focus. I, I got, I'm focusing on that. I got Gonzaga. All right, let's, uh, let's go Virginia at number three, Miami. Maybe a letdown game for the U. What do you could think? be a trap game. I think this game is going to be a lot tighter than we think. I'm still going with the U because I want to see the turnover chain dangle a little bit. But Virginia's going to make this a very competitive game. It's an early kickoff. Nine on the West. I think it's sold out, though. They sold it out. The fans are in now, Miami. It's going to be rocking and rolling. Pro Stadium college crowd. I'm going to go. I'll go with the U. I can't can't go against them there. I got my can't? SMU, Memphis. Are we? I guess we're all on. Uh, we're all on Memphis here. The Riley, Riley Ferguson. Riley Ferguson train. Come on, Riley Ferguson leads them. SMU. Uh, nice story. I don't think they'll compete with the Memphis. All Tigers. right. So you got Memphis. I will take Memphis. Not much else to say there. Kentucky, Georgia. Do we see Georgia? Uh, maybe another letdown. Man, they got beat down. Made it a little bit down, and then all of a sudden, Kentucky. I feel bad. Quietly rolls in here at seven and three yeah, to play quiet, Georgia. Quietly, because I feel bad for them because this is a beat them down game. They're okay. going to get beat down. After Georgia got whooped last week against Auburn, I think they have to take it out on Love You Blue. They are going to take them to the shit. So you're saying a big – man, I'm – Shed. I think it's close. Shed. No, it's close. They're, they're getting shedded. I'll take – we all took Georgia, but I think that Georgia. Kentucky has a little fight in them. Speaking of a little <laughs> fight in them, man, this is – this is every now and then you got to go bold. You got to go bold, Bucky. Do you like your coffee bold? Because I do. I Navy at Notre Dame, number eight Notre Dame. Come on, man. After they got embarrassed down in Miami. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pick Notre, Pick Notre Dame. Pick Notre Dame. Look, I like Navy. I like all those guys. Those guys can do a great job of protecting our country and all of our freedoms and all that. But on this field here on Saturday, Notre Dame is going to whoop them. I want to say that Navy's beaten them like four of the last ten times they've played them. And Kent just guess, gave me the thumbs up. Guess what? Up. It, it won't be. Four. It won't be five out of a Forty percent shot here. It will not be that. Not an easy offense to prepare for. Yeah, I get all that. I'm I'm going with the, I'm going with the the brave boys from from Navy. Uh, going. That's, that's great. That's I'm alone point. on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up to Kent this week, or I'm gonna be woefully behind. But I'm taking my shot here. Well, you coming back towards Navy. me because that's a bad pick. Nope, nope. Navy's gonna get it done. Uh, get a turnover. You get a turnover too. The game's over. Oh, really? If Notre Dame turns the ball over twice, it's over because Navy suffocates the ball. I think I saw Navy lose the Temple. Maybe did, did Navy lose the Temple? They're not scared of Notre. Dame. I think I saw Navy lose the there's Temple. No, I, I, no, I think I watched that game on TV. There's no fear factor. Come on. There's no fear factor. Come on. Matchups. I'm going with B equals C. I'm going with a midshipman. Come on. All right, uh, let's roll through the rest of these games here real quick here. Utah, Washington. We've all got Washington. Nothing to see there. FAU against Kiffin. 
Come on, Lane Kiffin. It might it might be one of the final times we see him down FAU. there. FAU. Hooting with the Owls. All right, Stanford and Cal. You think Cal has any shot in this one? I do think they have a shot, but I think Bryce Love is going to run for 250. And then uh, West Virginia, Texas. Oh, is that a hook'em horn? I, I see went, a hook'em horns. I went with Texas. The fighting Tom I'm the lone, Am I the lone wolf again? Hey, look, how, how many losses does Texas have already? Man, I, I, mean, I mean, they have five? This is a Rob Deere week. For oh, man. I am swinging for This is for Bob Deere number six. This is home run or strikeout. This, uh, this go for it. Here. No, number six. All right. Let's, uh, let's get out of here, Buck. I think that's, uh, that's all we've got. I mean, we've done it all. Again, we covered it all. Tell the folks again how many days a week we can find us. Man, three days a week, Sunday night slash Monday mornings, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We got it all covered for you. You can listen to the audio. We got the video, all things. Move the sticks. Check us out. Yeah, if you're listening to this episode, you want to watch it, nfl.com slash MTS video. You can see this show as well as a bunch of other videos we've produced a lot of game previews there also uh be sure to check out youtube.com slash nfl not just us we will we'll spread the wealth there's a lot of good stuff on that channel on the nfl channel i think you'll enjoy it all right we're out of here that's going to do it for us thank you so much for listening for watching for consuming the move the six show here this is move the sticks presented by who buck ford f-series series the ford f-series see you later Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.